you like your eggs? Scrambled. And then you get a toast or a scone. Um, toast. Okay. Did you want any jam with that? Yes, please. We have, um, we have jam, we have, um, blueberry is fine. Or berry, I shouldn't say blueberry. Berry is fine. Can I get the Benedict Madness um, with the pepper bacon bacon sausage with a savory scone on a savory so scone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Welcome to Great Food and the Best Topics with Husband and Wife. Today we have four awesome topics. <laughs> For you guys to enjoy as we enjoy this food, uh, I'll tell you this: I am enjoying the scenery here um, already. Um, it's uh, called the Mad Hatter. You want to tell them a little bit about it? Um, I don't know. Maybe you can tell more about it. Like it's just—it seems like a really like older type of home, older type of like vibe. Um, I mean, I don't really know, like fifties. Maybe yeah. type of like vibe. Um, it's um, I think their specialty is like tea time, where it's like you get to test various uh, flavors of tea, and you know there's scones and um, um, other type of pastries that you get with that. We're not doing that today. We've done that before. Yeah. Um, we're doing brunch, but it's, yeah, it's a really nice, it's a really elegant, old type of vibe. Right. Um, and it's Mad Hatter, so it's, there's definitely uh, pieces of Alice in Wonderland theme, um, you know, around. <laughs> it definitely makes sense that it's called the Mad Hatter because of the tea uh, theme that they have here. I'm talking about cups that look like Chip from um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, from the Beauty and the Beast. Um, you know, this is a great spot. I think it's unique. I think it's a great place to bring guests that have never been to Minneapolis um, and bring them to a small town. This is Anoka that we're in, um, historic uh, to uh, the, the area. Um, they actually transitioned location. They were in another location down the road. Uh, very similar, but there was some other lo other uh, businesses in there. Um, this is all there, so they actually own this entire uh, uh, land. It's like one of those places in your community that has an old timey house in it, and it's yeah, maybe gated. It, maybe it's not like 1950s. Maybe this house was definitely built in like 1800s. 1800s yeah, like late 1800s for sure. For sure, there was definitely uh, 1900s. But I don't know why I'm like 1950s. I don't know. <laughs> definitely like a servant's kitchen in here like pre-installed you know um, I don't know if they're making houses like that anymore you know but uh, great place all the same and I'm glad that you guys can join us and uh, 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 listen to how, how awesome the food is so our, our first topic and I don't know if you uh, read anything about this but uh, the young woman's name who was in the news once before is Rachel Dolzell Am I saying that right? Oh, I don't, I don't know how you say her last name, but yeah, I've heard of her. What do you know about her? I know that she had represented herself as a black woman. I don't know if she's represented herself as a biracial <laughs> woman, but a, a, a black woman for sure. And I yeah. think she was like the president of the NAACP. Crazy. And um, they found then her parents, who are both Russian, white, yeah. white Russian, <laughs> yeah. um, came forward and was like, she is not black. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I like, I guess all hell brought, like, broke loose about that. And people didn't like it that she, you know, was portraying herself as this black woman for, I don't know, years. Like, she must have been decades. Um, like, under, you know, false pretenses. So let's talk about that quick. Can you be black if you want to? <laughs> you can be black if you want to. I think a lot of people try to be. 
And then um, is it okay to persecute somebody for wanting to be black? I don't know. I think it's like that whole conversation. I think what a lot of people bring up and a lot of people probably take offense to is the whole transgender thing. When people say that, you know, I feel like I'm a woman in, inside whenever I'm a man, like, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, that situation seems like people are really more accepting of that than this situation and I don't know I don't know if she's ever been like I feel like I'm a black person inside but you know like trapped in a white woman's body I don't know if that's what she said but just things that I've read is that she it was like a choice and I think that was what the what the problem is is that people feel like she was choosing to be black and not this internal, um, you know, like struggle that that a lot of transgender people, um, their story is that they have this internal struggle of what they feel like in the inside and what their, you know, what their outward appearances and you know that it's not a choice that it's just something that they've always felt you know but other people who are not as supportive transgender people would you know say that it's a choice so well oh this oh, is our pa- podcast. podcast that's what I said awesome you want to introduce your, uh, yourself to our fans Yes. It's just just uh, radio, so... Oh, nice. Uh, Hello. Welcome to the Mad Hatter. I'm Holly. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Hi. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Sorry for interrupting. That's no, fine. it's okay. <laughs> so, if it wasn't known before that Rachel uh, is black, um, you know, because I... She's not black. I, I think it's a choice. Okay. It's a choice. It's a choice. You can be black. You can be black if you want to. If you can be a a dude if you want to, you can be black if you want to. Um, But now it's official because she has uh, reintroduced herself to the mainstream media once again and has now been accused of welfare fraud. So what do you mean that now it's official? Because that could be any blacker. It's like if they caught her. It is. It's like if they caught her with like some watermelon and some lemonade. You know she has. She has like a documentary on Netflix about her, her struggle. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it, (laughs) but I've heard about it for sure. Mm, Yeah. Saw. I saw. I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called. Well, that I think that's the exact reason why this is making so much news is because it's so like cliche. It's like Rachel Dalzell late for an appointment. It's just like a cliche black thing to do, and I think that's why it's clickbait. I mean, I guess maybe that's. I hate the media. You're black, so you can say that. Yeah, I'm black. You can say that stuff. (laughs) But still. Perpetuating stereotypes. Hey, maybe they're perpetuating stereotypes. Like, why do they have to say or remind us? Pose as a black woman accused of welfare fraud. This headline is just juiced. Juiced. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, she was getting uh, Wait, how government. How long did she say? Is this done now? It's probably done. It's probably hot enough. The tea is hot. So So they put the teapot on top of a candle that heats up the the tea and the water. Um, I don't know. I I don't know, babe. I'm sure you just can pause it. uh, Pour it, though. It's creme brulee. Creme brulee tea. Oh, are you trying to pour yours? Maybe you should pour mine. Yeah. I poured hers. You can pour yours. So our transracial friend uh, received $8,747 in government assistance for food and $100 in childcare in August of 2015 through November of 2017. Do, and uh, I don't know if our audience knows this, but Trisha's actually a... um, an attorney um, so she's been on the prosecution side and 
do like prosecutors wait for like totals to add up because if they if this has been going on since 2015 no i don't think that they wait i don't know i don't i'm not i'm having prosecuted welfare what would you do like a state attorney or something like that right away right away like prosecute somebody for stealing a candy bar but i'm just saying do you do you let it add up to something that could be federally charged uh, or a little bit deeper of an infraction to get a better plea deal. No, I, I think I think at least investigators I do it. I bet. Wait, I don't think it was like let's wait so we can really charge her. <laughs> I don't know if it was like that. It was probably just uh, they found out when it was at that total. Well, that's our friend Rachel Dozel. Well, I, I should maybe you should take that back. She's not my friend. I don't know her, but I feel like I do. I feel like we're you know brothers and sisters. <laughs> Why? Just I mean, is she a bad woman though? She worked for the NAACP. She obviously yeah, she is coming good. from a spot to help, not hurt. Yeah, she was, yeah but then she was like, dang. And then we demonized her. What's the our well wire fraud? Wire fraud. Welfare. Like, welfare fraud. <laughs> New headline alert. I don't know. We'll see what that's like. Did she read the whole article about, like... I mean, yeah. I mean, I read... If it's a, if it's a like, a for sure thing, or if it's... You know, it reminds me of one of the, that headline that I was just telling you about, about Neve from the Catfish show, where it's like, you know, he was he was just recently accused of sexual misconduct um, of, like, a, a previous guest on the Catfish show, like, two years ago or something like that. And... One of the head ones was like, he has a history of abusing women. So you're like, oh man. So you like read the story and I tell you how it is where, you know, I mean, there's def- different versions of the story, but his version of the story that he was taking pictures at a party, or, you know, like an event at a college and um, somebody came up to him and tried to tackle him and take his, take his camera from him. And, you know, he had the camera wrapped around on a strap on his neck so whenever they pulled the camera like they pulled his head too so then he you know freaked out and like just just punched the person like one time and took off running and then days later he found out that it was a woman like he didn't know that it was it was a woman because she had i think he said she had a crew cut (laughs) uh you know maybe short and stocky or something like that maybe had a she might have had a tuxedo on too i don't know um, but that wasn't like her side of the story. Her side of the story sounds less believable than his. Where like I, he was taking pictures and I tapped him on the shoulder and he just turned around and punched me and put me in a headlock <laughs> and he just kept repeatedly punching me like, oh my gosh, like what yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah, it's all about perspective. But no, but that headline though was just like, oh man, like he has a history of clickbait. Yep, clickbait. That's what that is. So, as you were talking, I was multitasking. I was listening and reading the rest of this article at the same time. So, the reason why they did this investigation was because of a... One sugar cube in it. I put one, too. But now, mine's no, not sweet two. enough. No, I put two. I wish I did put Maybe two. Maybe you gotta put one and a half. Maybe a couple is a little bigger than mine. Yeah, mine's bigger. So, I continue to read this article while just talking. And... It was sparked, you know, the investigation was sparked because of a book that she put out called Finding My Place in a Black and White World. Um, she said that, you know... Uh, Did she admit to it? To no, it? she was saying that she was making about $83,000 a year. But on her, you know, documentation for her $500 a month that she was getting from the government, she was saying that she had $0 of income. But that's not what caught my eye. Uh, in the book somewhere it says that she was too black for her husband I just thought that was funny that's all I wanted to say I wonder if her husband was black Ozzy but too black for my black husband I don't know I think you can because I think black quote unquote like what is that even right even like what's an African American like what are all these categories right and a lot of times I think a lot of it has to do with culture I mean we I think, think really lo- I think you're really loud we're not louder than anybody else in here that's talking but I will I will say that it's about culture because there's a whole race 
that's a religion, Jews. If I wanted to be a Jew, I could convert. Maybe you should say Jewish people. It sounds like less... Less uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah, so the Jewish people, I could be a Jewish person. Uh, I I have a friend, his name is Zachariah, and he's doing a full conversion. He has to actually go back to Israel... And he's oh, getting like a certificate. He's not, he's not converted yet. I thought he was. It's converted. a pro- no. It's like you know when you become a Christian, yeah, you get when baptized. Yeah, I, I became Catholic. That was. That, it's a know, process. Like six months. Yeah, it's a process. So his, to the Jew, Jew, the Jewish people's uh, I'm rules. Sure it took really long. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and you get benefits too, like like true to life benefits. If there, there's not a more organized group of people. Then the Jewish person, people, like, uh, I'm super impressed by just how they take care of their own. But neither that, here nor there. I think that it's offensive. It's cultural. Because it's like you're claiming to be, you know, a race or a culture. Like, representative of a culture? Representative of it whenever you haven't necessarily, like, your ancestors or, like, you haven't, like, lived, like, that type of discrimination. Like, truly. I think was why people are so offended. It's like you're trying to be representative yeah. of a, a group of people that you've never, you've never historically like felt, you know, went through that trauma that happened to that group of people. I hear that, but as a Nigerian American, right from Nigeria, Africa's an entire continent. Like as a Nigerian American, Trinidad American. Uh, second generation I'm considered black I'm considered yeah and you don't but you don't have that that history of like I don't like slavery right? but that's how I identify myself I can totally relate to all that stuff but I totally but do not have the like, merits you're still you know subjected to the type of discrimination uh, that black people um, you know, experience and in this country. I would say that, but to but be super like, honest like, with you, know? but maybe, to maybe be super did. honest with you, Rachel looks black. No, she does. She looks like <laughs> she's, she's, in the she streets. Looks like she's like light skin. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she's got so pulled over once or twice. She's been discriminated against, but I think that maybe it's maybe it's offensive because it's like you're willingly wanting to be discriminated against, no, because which it's, is something that that's like saying <laughs> to be black is negative. To be black is, I would say, more positive than anything else, right? So, like, that's what she's embracing. And to take advantage of those positives, you're going to have to taste some of those negatives, too. Um, I think she's getting hit super hard. That's my personal opinion. I th- you know, I think over the last 10 years, we've been just liberaled out and told to really embrace other people's differences and understand maybe not agree but understand and it's kind of weird to me in that, the that in the same breath we want to say yeah we want to yeah. be offended by her so all in all it is what it is just wanted to bring that up let her know let let her know that her uh, black car got another uh, stamp <laughs> all right i'll stop us i'll stop so topic number two what's up Okay, so, you know, just kind of, um, I don't know if I, you know, talked about it in other podcasts, but I just, we want to do this kind of back and forth of just having topics of, you know, pop culture, or just like, you know, current event type things, and also just on a personal side to just let our audience get to know us um, more you know, so that's where like my next topic is gonna be. Um, so, so my next topic is just about us, you know, and our experiences. Like I would think, um, and maybe just like a lot of people, in the opinion that we had kids like pretty young. You know, we had kids when we were still in college. We had Nikita when we were 21. Um, so I guess just to like talk about pros and cons of having kids that young or, or just maybe like a specific like struggle like during that time that you want to highlight like to people who um, you know are going through it now um, or, well, think, or, or you know deciding like whether or not like 
like having kids at a younger age or waning? Yeah, well, I'm a glass half full type of guy, so I always feel like it's a blessing um, to introduce that. Uh, even the challenges are blessings because those challenges turn into lessons that. You know, we as a couple learn from and kind of put us ahead of, I think, 31-year-olds that didn't have kids, you know? So it's kind of interesting to, to see from, you know, with your hindsight being 2020. but I guess an initial, cha- an initial challenge was just dealing with the news. I don't know. I, I was super blessed with my wife. She... She was a ninja. It was almost like this was her fifth kid or something like that because she knew, you know, we didn't have any money and we were in college and she figured out all the social like benefits that we could take advantage of, got an apartment right away, got it subsidized. I mean, we saw a notification on our calendar the other day for $350 for rent. That was shared. That was shared between me and her. That that wasn't even... Like when we had that benefit, though. Uh, was it like a couple dollars? It was a couple dollars. It was like five, ten dollars. Oh, that's over here. Okay, number three. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Did you want to keep that? Oh, no. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that Anything great. else? Thank you. No, that's everything. Thank you. Food looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. Take a picture. That cheese amazing. So now it just has to taste good. Last time we were eating at the bank, it <laughs> looked gross and it tasted gross. Okay. I'm gonna take a selfie too. What kind of soup? All right. Well. So I mean, so you made that super easy. I can see that being hard for other people. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. like. What? Oh, how much we were paying everyone? I think we were probably only paying. Did you want the same key? Yeah. Maybe like three hundred dollars a month, like initially. Oh okay. Even though like our full rent was like seven hundred or something like that, or six. Yeah. I think it was six fifty at the time. And then all we'd have to do is pay the difference. So it was pretty cool. I didn't know about it, didn't know it existed. I would have been paying the full rent and just working hard, but Trish, as I said, took advantage of everything. Um, she got WIC, uh, so we can get like um, food for, uh, yeah, food for a baby. I remember the first time, I was very anti-WIC. I just was anti, it just felt like it, can't, it comes with a stigma, I think. So, <laughs> the first time I'm using it, very reluctantly, I'm getting, this uh, powdered milk, what is it called again? Formula? Yeah, formula. And um, the, the thing about formula that I never knew until we had a kid was that it's extremely expensive. Like this thing is like 30 bucks for one little can. One yeah. little can. And it lasts probably a couple days. 30 bucks, it's crazy. You gotta be spending like at least like around $150 a week on just milk. It's nuts, it's scary. So we were able to get this stuff for free, you know, as well as other food for my wife for free as well. So I remember just having the stigma, getting this thing, having my little voucher, walking up, and of course, without like delay, a price check uh, on the formula on aisle three, please. Price check. I think it was like cheese or something. Or something. But like it was, it's cheese. Is this cheese covered on your wig? I don't know. Just like on the loudspeaker at the supermarket. It was the most not like the. Okay, so if that was like the worst part, there wasn't a lot of bad parts. You made it super smooth. You made it super enjoyable. I think I was supportive as well in a way, but I remember getting the news. I was in denial. I was, yeah, you went through like a lot of different emotions all within like 30 minutes. I mean, I was happy, but also <laughs> like, didn't want to deal with it. Like, oh my gosh. My life felt like it was over. That's how I felt. <laughs> Come to find out it was just the beginning. And, you know, if Nikita ever hears this, I have to end it this yeah. way. And it's the truth. It was the best thing that Wasn't happened planned. randomly to yeah. us ever. So, because as I said before, it honestly gave me a purpose. It, it repurposed my whole journey, right? So it's just like, I was at a stage, and this happens to a lot of kids in college, like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? What do I want to be when I grow up? 
and I defined that as being a good dad and providing for my family and it gave me the energy and motivation to go to class every day and get great grades and build my GPA and uh, yeah man awesome how about you uh, probably me <laughs> with you. Um, I think one of the purpose of having I don't have you know. a fork or a spoon. No, you don't? Oh, it's in here. It's right there. Um, I feel like you didn't knock this tea over. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, well, I think a pro about having kids at a younger age is that, you know, you're you're a young parent. So, like, oh, yeah. so you're still kind of at a, a younger age whenever they grow up and get out the house. Mm-hmm. So when they get out the house, we're also, <laughs> we'll, we'll still be, young like, enough to see we'll be around, like, 48 when the last kid goes. So we're, you know. And that's a good age, yeah, so we can go experience we have life half finally. Our life to enjoy it. <laughs> finally, um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I definitely was really um, shocked too when it happened. I don't know. I mean, I was young, so I guess just be naive about um, you know taking precautions and things like that and so when it happened it definitely felt like oh my gosh like what am I going to do but but I I guess I wasn't I wasn't so scared just because you know um, I don't know fortunately or unfortunately like a lot you know I grew up on the reservation so there was a lot of people that I've known that it, it was pretty normal for people to have kids at a really young age like I, I had three friends you know who had kids before they graduated you know sophomore year they had kids in high school so um, you know my my cousin had a kid when she's her first year of college like you know I've just my um well my mom had me too like around the same age that I had Nikita but so I just, I knew a lot of people who had gone through that struggle already. So I knew about all the benefits already. Like I knew, I knew that you could get WIC. I knew that you could get subsidized housing because you'd have a fam- you know, you had a family. And I knew about medical assistance. So, because you know we were in college, and um, I don't, I don't know if at the time like my we could have had our kid covered under our parents' coverage, but I don't think so. But I got medical assistance regardless, and you know all of those benefits like really, really helped um, me continue on, or us to continue on with our with our journey through like college. And not be like super stressed out, and of course, like my mom was there to be financially supportive as much as she could. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, definitely the biggest struggle was time management. Um, I think it was probably more of a struggle with you than me, but like, because I, you know, was a, I wasn't like a, too, a super social person. I wasn't really like outgoing like that, so it was okay for me to be at home and in home, like with the kid. Or you know, be at school when I'm not with you know our child. But I think with you, it was it was it was a bigger struggle just because you are more social and you are like outgoing like that. And you you do like to be around like you know various people, and I think that's why you know you have a lot of strong relationships right now, and a lot of people have like so much love for you because you are that type of person. Um, <laughs> and I, I like that about you too, for the most part. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's annoying. Um, but so with time management it it was definitely hard um, just you know making sure to stay on task with my assignments and my deadlines but you know still have to be caring for a baby there's definitely a lot of times where I was writing a paper that was due when Nikita would be on my you know my chest sleeping and um, but she was a really she was a really good baby she, I feel like she starts sleeping through the night, probably by six months. Um, she, I feel like she was really easy to please for the most part, in comparison to our our current child, our current baby. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. Um, I, I almost feel like Nikita, in a lot of ways, is um, our partner in crime. No, I think I was gonna think too. I think it's like it's like a good thing and a bad thing because it's like. It's great that she feels like, you know, she's... Go ahead. 
she's so valued. Um, her opinion is so valued that she's like, you have to. Why are you taking a picture of me when I'm talking? Go ahead. You know, her opinion is so valued that it, ha- that it has to be heard. Um, so that's great that, you know, that she has that much confidence in herself. But at the same time, it's, it's annoying. Because it's like, I am the parent and you are the child. Like, my opinion is more important yeah. than your opinion. I shouldn't have to explain myself to you. You explain yourself to me. That's how it works. But, yeah. That's definitely a struggle. I mean, I would definitely... I mean, I wouldn't obviously take anything back just because she is a blessing and that whole situation was a blessing because it brought us together um, closer and um, but I would I would say that um, it's possible it's doable to have kids at a young age when you're still you know trying to figure out your career path or you're trying to complete your education um, but it's definitely more stressful, for sure. And I would recommend waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I would say typically when people have children young, their partner, the partnership doesn't last between the two individuals, right? And that's because of the immaturity between both of them. There's a lot of responsibility that goes into having a kid. and Everything tastes really good. And, you know, like, emotions and hormones, they get in the way, and I feel like people aren't, it's not as easy to stay together at that age. So you have all these single moms, and I, or single parents, because I'm sure there's single dads out there too, and uh, I feel like we were super blessed. Like, this was our plus one, our, you know, our bonus was staying together. We were able to support each other really, really well throughout that entire process, mm-hmm. as well as distract each other. I mean, I gave you the baby. It was my fault. It's our fault. <laughs> then she's, like, taking the uh, LSAT or studying for the bar. Well, I mean, there's... A baby for each one of them? A baby for each yeah. occasion. So I was throwing babies at her. <laughs> like curveball i know that you are looking to study to get your lsat going everything's good uh, can i get the jam yes. um i know you're trying to study for that uh you know that entrance exam and everything like that but uh, how about you have a baby while you're at it passes it first try crazy then same thing with the bar first try i mean i know people that she knows but the lsat is not like a Passing, it's just you have to get a certain, a certain score. score. Well, mm-hmm. score scored high enough to get to the University of, of North Dakota's law school, so boom. And then the bar killed that first time. And to be honest with you, she has peers that she went to school with, no kids, struggling. Fifth time, third time, not passing it. Even my buddy, the same Jewish dude that I was talking to, he's t- taking it, thank you, taking it twice. He's taking it twice. Oh, I didn't know that he failed. Was the Minnesota one? <laughs> I don't know which state, but he's taking it. Oh, I don't know. He didn't do too hot. That's because you really have to. He's. That's because you have he to thinks really. He too outside the box. You have to no. You have to focus. Like whenever you study for the bar, like you have to fo- you have to focus on the bar for eight weeks and study, which was hard because I had <laughs> I had, had Nikita who was four and I had Deshawn who was like three months when I was studying but you know somehow I did it but sometimes I think people think that they could really like multitask and like not focus on it as much and like I think that's where like, the mistake you make mm. probably but yeah so that's how I feel about that so our next topic is Morgan Freeman and this Me Too movement is it uh, epidemic or is it like, you know, necessary? Necessary, what do you mean? Necessary that these men get called out for the BS that they've been putting women through all this time. What does that epidemic mean? Like, that is, like, is it everywhere? Or Everybody's getting it? accused. It doesn't matter what happened or what you did. You're getting it. I'm about to get accused too, by the way. 
by you. You're gonna tell me this is. There was too long of a pause there by, before you said by you. It. She's like, for real? Like, no. What like, kind of person do you like think my, I am? Like, my blood, my blood started boiling <laughs> before you were like, by you. <laughs> Who do you think? Like, That's messed up that you would. Yeah. No. No one's coming out of the woodworks accusing me of anything. I've been good. But uh, Morgan Freeman was on CNN and uh, a few years back, and there was eight women, essentially, that said that he was super inappropriate. Just uh, trying to reach up under their skirts. I know, oh my goodness. Didn't have sex with them, didn't do anything that would, I think, merit a charge, but definitely inappropriate, you know uncomfortable but I think a charge is almost as bad as it hitting the news wave I mean that could like the Z's on sorry deal right messed him up I'm sure he's not getting as many shows I'm sure he doesn't get paid as much so that's pretty bad right it's like a weapon it is um, so what do you think I think that the movement is necessary because Um, you know I think for for far too long women have just felt like they needed to like it was just always like you know that's all men are like that's um, something that you needed to tolerate and and it's just not true like we just that's not something that needs to be tolerated and um, it's unfortunate that a lot of people who are being accused are these really have been these people that have been such big role models in the acting community and just well, like Cosby, like he was a, he was a big role model for the the black community and the only thing the reason I didn't mention Cosby because it's a little bit different from the fact that he was actually convicted right <clears throat> and he was raping these girls like he was putting drugs inside of their drinks and yeah. it was not okay whereas I have a little bit of wiggle room for people who are just being inappropriate because I think back um, yeah but we're talking about the movement in general and like the message of like women feeling like this is the type of behavior that they need to tolerate and they need to keep secret and that's what the message is so whether or not there's like a criminal charge happening is is um i just bit my lip um is it relevant i guess that's what the core message is i mean there's definitely different impacts of different impacts of a criminal charge or just like are you just trying to like ruin someone's reputation and I think that's the issue in a lot of ways I mean issue doesn't mean it's a bad or good but it's tough it's it's uh it's, and it's just tough because it could be based on no facts it could be based on perspective Damn, I call it bad, I like, oh sad story because this is what I was good again to. I mean, I, I remember being in the playground and being challenged. Maybe, maybe uh, there will be a story about me here. I remember being on the playground back in elementary school, and my friend would say, Gerald, he would say, I dare you to smack her butt. And then I'd do it. And then I get chased after a hit, beat up, whatever, by the girl, and that would be that. And typically, it would be the girl that I was, you know, had a crush on, right? So that's inappropriate. I would feel super angry. I would be very angry if that happened to my daughter. But I don't. I just. It's just like. Are you? Think, are you? So are you saying like, is it? Is it worth is, is me it, losing it, my job over yeah, now, is, today, is it, in 2018? Yeah, is it because necessary for you to come forward? You know, if it was, in a, if it was just inappropriate, inappropriate behavior, is what you're saying. Right, and as an like, adult, for you to dis- destroy their right, entire, their, like, their career. Yeah. And as an adult, it's a little bit different. But high school is where I would, you know, find my girlfriend. 
I talk to her, we flirt, then, you know, we go out on a date and make it happen. Now, I'm not saying all these situations are like this, but check it out. I'm at work. I'm a pair of another sales executive, and this is obviously me not being married. And I say, hey, Trisha, you know, you're looking real good today. I like the way you did your hair. That is enough to be considered sexual harassment in the workplace. But it's enough to get a headline. And honestly, it's like, where am I supposed to bag my next girlfriend if I can't even talk to the people that I, you know, deal with every day? I don't necessarily think that, like, the message or this movement is saying that... uh, like you can't like pursue a female because I mean and and that's the, that's the thing in like today in like society or you know that's just like the mindset of you know typically it's it's the guy who pursues the the woman and so and, and that's I feel like that's like comments that men make well how you know dang like I can't do anything like how am I supposed to find somebody if I can't even like I'd be scared at but yeah. I think it's common sense. No. Like I think it's common sense of like the type of comments no, that you make, not, the way you, the the tone that you have. It's not like, because every, yeah, it first is. off, girls are like naturally flirtatious. Like they are like naturally flirtatious. I don't think so. Like even uh, true story, Trisha had well maybe I won't say too much, but Trisha had someone who had a crush on her at a previous job, and she like maybe not a serious crush. But, you know, said that she was intelligent and cute, etc. She didn't feel any sort of way about it. But she also understood that it could be interpreted in a way that was not okay. I didn't say that at all. Well, why were you asking? You, you said that. Oh. I was just trying to get confirmation. Like, Confirm- it, clarification. Like, does this sound like this person has a crush on you? Completely up to this, like, perspective. And my comment to that as a man was, and probably her husband... Was probably her husband. <laughs> no, and her, this is why I said what I said was, um, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think he was just giving you a compliment. But as an attorney, the dumbest text message to ever send anybody because this could be used to ruin your career. And I just think that's this day and age that we're in. It's just like. Even the smallest infraction might not even be pursuable in court. Can be dealt with at in the public <laughs> no, court. I mean, in the public court uh, via social I, media. I, know, I mean, I know what you mean because like the situation. It doesn't that go away. It happened with. Um, I can't remember what his name is. He's that. Remember that Indian act, actor? He had like a show on Netflix called like The Master of None or something like that. Okay. And. You know, somebody came forward and had this whole story about their interaction with one another. And people Are you talking about Aziz? Yeah, Aziz. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned him. Go ahead. And um, so that was a situation where it was like... There and was, knowing Aziz, like we don't know Aziz, but was, you can imagine it, who Aziz is like. Yeah, like, and there was a person who had commented on it. I can't remember what her name was, but she was just like... You, really, like, you put this out there to, like, potentially destroy this man's, like, career because right. you had a bad date? Right, and it was the whole story. And he, it, they're on a date, and at the end of the date, he's like, okay, are you ready to hook up? I think he was a little bit just more forward than right. the average dude. The answer was no, and he left. And yet, still. That's, that's not what happened. But well, somewhat. Am I okay? Like, they, no, they ended, they ended up, like, doing things with each other, but she was just, but her thing was, like, I like internally she was not like comfortable with doing everything even though she was doing so even worse of a story than (laughs) and yet she was able to go to the jury of the world put this air out this guy's laundry and potentially have provided him with a deeper punishment than would have ever happened if it was behind closed door at a court or an arbitration so it's just like I don't know. I just think it's kind of unfair in the way. Um, I think it needs to be gauged. I think it is appropriate for people to talk out because I'd want my daughter to tell me everything that would ever happen that she's uncomfortable about. But it's just like, on the other side of things, it's tough for me to see people's entire like legacy. You know, talking about Morgan Freeman. Talk about. I don't want to like. I don't want to bring up. Um, 
I don't know. Bill I mean, Cosby, because Bill Cosby was wrong. I don't think, I don't know if it necessarily would. Aziz. If it's going to ruin, maybe in the time being, like, there might be some type of impact, but I don't know if it would necessarily kill them like because I think that people are kill their careers just because I think you know there is there is so much people in this world that have so many different opinions like, like, like let's look at Chris Brown when that situation when him and Rihanna happened you know that was that was a crazy situation that happened but he's still successful but well, he he you know he admitted to his guilt he you know did whatever it is that he had to do to I mean and that was a that went that was criminally yeah, prosecuted um but it That's didn't, a whole other topic. You should bring that up it didn't, sometime. It didn't stop his momentum to being successful. You should bring that topic up sometime. Uh, I would say that it hurt his pockets. That's what I would say to that. Yeah, but like temporarily, like he's still. Yeah, but he'll never get that money back. Yeah, but, but it's we're like talking, if, we're talking if about I didn't like have killing, a salary last like year, I would never had that. I will never get that money back. Like time is and linear. I, I mean, and I don't know. Like I don't know if even in that time, like. I'm sure he was impacted. Like, I didn't. I wouldn't want to do much. a feature with him. Like, let's say he gets 100k per feature. He lost 10 features that year. That's a million dollars. I don't know. I'm just saying it's it's tough. But he deserved it because obviously he got charged for what he did. Now my other, <laughs> and this is for a whole different topic or or day. But you know, is it okay for a girl to hit a guy and then that guy to react and hit her back? You know, like. Where does where does that level off? You know, that's just a something so, for another day. Something to think about. <laughs> just think about that one. You know, I'm sure you have your own thoughts and opinions on that. Hi. Hi. I'm still working on it. Yeah. Still working. We're still working. Sorry, we're, we're talking. We're talking a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. But I will say that I've never hit Trisha. I picked her up one time. She deserved it though. Drop me. You never dropped me. Yeah, you don't remember? We were in, I probably shouldn't tell the story, but we were in um, our first apartment and you were beating me up, that's for sure. Why be like, and I got so angry at you, I lifted you up. We were by the uh, sliding door, lifted you up and just let you go. Because I really didn't want to hit you. You're so small and beautiful. I don't want to hit you. I don't, I, and I don't want to hit anyone. I don't, know, I don't even remember that. I, I mean, was I think so I, angry. I think I remember the situation, but I don't remember like the pain of being dropped maybe like I caught myself or something. Uh, yeah I wasn't trying to hurt you but that was like the okay so it didn't hurt her that was the craziest thing I've ever done pretty much like just like <laughs> drop it and then call the cops on each other that was pretty dumb yeah that was dumb that's pretty stupid you started it yeah I did start it like, I cause didn't I didn't want to hit her I didn't even I didn't even know that was like a I know I like opened up the gate to that dumb See, stuff so. this is this is the struggle is going through like when you have a kid young and yeah, that's the immaturity I was talking about. Immaturity, for sure. Um, yeah, don't call, call, don't, don't don't call, call, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. It's not worth unless it. Unless it's serious. <laughs> unless it's real serious, because it's not worth it. Because she would have been paying my bill, bill money, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. And it would have made no sense. <laughs> Why did we do that? That's, that, was a, that was an expensive fight, babe. Right, so. dang. Um, I think that's one thing that we didn't realize, like, that... Fighting is normal to a relationship. Like, maybe we shouldn't even call it fighting, but like a, a strong debate. Because we didn't understand that it leads to like a compromise. You know, it leads to, you know, us calmly sitting down and trying to figure out what the next step is because we don't go away. Like, can't erase me and I can't erase her. Yeah, we could like split, we can get the, but we still have to deal with these kids. So, like, in a, a lot of ways, we still have to be amicable. Even if we weren't here for each other, we're here for our child. And just the type of people that we are, the type of parents that we are, we know that we're going to be intertwined forever. So, you know, like, at that age, we weren't thinking about the longevity of our relationship. But now it's like, we're really angry. I think we're more, I don't know, maybe you could talk about this but I think we're more like able to like, take a break do, or I, stop how the, do, how do we I don't know but I'm okay with talking about it <laughs> from the uh, Me Too movement to like talking about I think that. we're more okay with taking like a break or just like not getting to our points I think we were really like it was all about the argument it was all about you understanding me right now in that moment and just through our relationship and through talking calmly with each other 
what we find is like we're never going to get to an agreement point in that moment but when we get to digest the words that we've been using with each other and just kind of calm down a little bit and come to a place of logic then I could better appreciate what she was saying to yeah. me and vice versa and so I feel like that's really important. but we didn't know that I, I yeah I feel like it's definitely over the years that we've done that that consistently like whenever we have a really intense disagreement um we come back after we're calm and reflect on what had happened and just you know make you know say our apologies and And come to an understanding really of like you know this is where i was coming from this is why i was so upset this is why and i think that's really important to do that like after you have disagreements Versus not talking about it, let it fester, talking to your girlfriend or guy friends about it. Right, and just, just not addressing it. Letting it, it duplicate. Like, yeah, not addressing it again. Um, okay. Was that the last? Oh, no. One more no, topic. No, I told you. You ready? Although we, we've been talking we about went, a lot. We went, like, <laughs> just going all over the place with this. That's okay. Um, I think, well, last topic again is, like, a personal, even though we were talking about a lot of personal things. You can bring it back. Um, and we did try to talk about this and another day when we were doing the podcast, but, you know, it's because it was so loud that it didn't come through, but, you know, just our, our discussion about our parenting styles and how our, mm, like, plan, I guess, to make sure that our kids grow up to be independent and the difference and the difference in between um, between your approach and my approach. So you can go, you can kind of like talk about your approach and like why you feel like that it's the best approach and plan and then I'll talk about mine. I don't know. I, think, I feel like my approach is ever evolving. Um, I think that's what it is. You know, honestly, the answer is this is always changing, and I think every kid that we have needs to be parented a little bit different, kind of oddly, but um, I think they all have their own personalities, and and um, you need to kind of play towards that in a way. I try to have consistent policies, though, if that makes sense, where, yeah, just like consistent rules and policies and expectations for all the kids so it doesn't feel unfair. Although sometimes I have to make... Well, let's talk about our oldest and like kind of, kind of like the structure that you, that we were talking about. So it's, this is such a tough question because it's just always evolving. It really depends on the situation. It depends on her age. I think things are a lot different. Talk um, about today, right now, her age. How do I... What? Like your, your plan to instill the ability for... Spankings. Instill the ability for her to be independent. Oh, independent? Okay. And be successful. Like, what are the... Yeah, spanking. So, (laughs) I thought... I was really speaking towards discipline. But I do believe that what we're talking about goes hand-in-hand with discipline. But I will say, in regards to independence, you know, I want to make sure that they're great people. um, Put others first before themselves. Selfless. Um, I try to lead by example in a lot of ways, um, and I do, I feel. Um, you know, for example, thinking outside the box, or if there's any challenges in front of me, or even if there's challenges in front of them, I try to exemplify the solutions with them. You know, for example, my son wanted to be on a cartoon, or not a cartoon, but a show on the Disney Channel, or a movie on the Disney Channel. And I told him, you know, the first step is to get, you know, uh, an agent, you know. So he was like, how do I do that? I put it up on Facebook. No one answered. He asked me a few days ago. I mean, a few days after he asked me, hey, did anybody tell you how to get an agent? And I'm like, no, but I'm glad that you bring that up again. Um, But sometimes, you know, other people won't help you. And you just got to help yourself. I call it the DIY model, do it yourself. And then... Uh, we Googled it together, and we found a modeling agency called Modeling Agency in Minneapolis, downtown, and we went there, and uh, Deshaun got a few uh, opportunities, and Nikita got a 
few opportunities as well. She actually got paid for one of them. So, I mean, it's crazy because then I can remind them that this was just an idea that you turned into something tangible. And that is life, you know, and that's literally life. You know, you want to be something, you want to do something. Don't want anymore, just do it. You know, don't try anymore, get it done. And um, that's what I really push my kids to, to believe. And honestly, I see that in Nikita every day. I see her, <laughs> even if we tell her not to, you know, going for what she really wants or, going, or doing what she really wants to do. And with that foundation of being a giver, being positive, being kind, she's doing the right things, right? Because you can go after uh, what you want and become Pablo Escobar. Right? Or you can go after what you want and become Barack Obama. And that's really what I'm trying to instill in my kids. Like, you know, that core, those core principles, and then just this go-getter attitude. So, that's how I feel. What do you think? Um, I think that is an accurate representation of how you parent them. Um, I think with me, and like you can definitely comment, correct, or you know, give your insight. Um, I think it's things that I think is really important is to be able to. Um, I don't know, like I'm a very neat and tidy person, and I think that that it's really important to take care of your appearance, like you know, first impressions. What is that? First, like you know, first impressions are you know big things whenever you meet people. So I think that you should always be presentable, and so just really instilling that good hygiene component in them. Like you need to, you need to be clean and presentable, and also just being able to do those things, like being able to get up in the morning. Like Deshaun is already doing, it and I'm so impressed with him because Nikita still has troubles. Um, you know, getting up in the morning, picking out his clothes. Um, brushing his teeth and just being ready for the day. But you know, I'm always like, you know, you guys always ask me like, what are you getting ready for? I'm like, I don't know, for the day. Like, just never know when someone's gonna stop by or you gotta go somewhere. And like, you know, you don't gotta get ready, you stay ready. Right. Um, type of thing, and just be knowing how to maintain your household in a really like clean way. Um, you know, those are things that Nikita's starting, well, all of the kids, like, pick up after yourself. Um, Nikita's starting to, you know, do chores now, because she's learning how to do that part. Like, I think it's really important to know how to do those things. Um, and, I don't know, I just feel like, as a parent, I just want to always just be there as an additional resource whenever, whatever they need, like, Although, like, I don't miss it. Like, I love that our kids are creative, um, despite like not uh, liking the the messes that come with them mm-hmm. being creative. Yeah. But I provide. <laughs> I I still willingly provide like all the tools for them to be creative. So just always um, keeping in mind, like, even though something that they're doing may not be necessarily I, that's all the way good with me but providing them with tools to continue to encourage like those those uh, those qualities in them. Can I get a box? Can I get a box please? Yeah. I think that's important. Like I'm I'm here. Like I'm here for you. Like what what, I like the what tools. do you need? Like what do you need? That's so true. It's kind of like yeah, I super believe in the tools. Cuz uh that's one thing that my, my parents did for me. They gave me the, the opportunity. I told this story to you, I think. I don't know if I told it to you guys, but I, I'm pretty sure that I told Trisha. Uh, I was a kid, and I wanted to... Oh, no, I'm done. I was a kid, and I wanted to invent a boat that could fish, uh, radio control style. And I uh, told my dad, and he, told me, he took me to uh, inventors, invent help. You would see the commercials on during usually during like a soap opera. If there was like soap operas on, this commercial will come on for sure. And it's called Invent Help. 
So he took me to one of their offices. I had blueprints, quote unquote. It was honestly just like a scratch paper with stick figures on it, kind of explaining the process. And my dad would call it a blueprint. And we took it over there, and I'm pretty sure we got laughed out of the office. But, you know, my dad, that moment, they definitely showed me that if I go for it, I can get it. And um, just, you know, the, the, the tool thing, the... That's so. That's such a big deal, you know. He bought me my first computer. He bought me. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, thank you. So many, so many different things. Um, so, so I don't know. Hats off to my parents. We're emulating your your skills. So, what did you think about the restaurant, babe? It was great. Like, I would remember, like, the food was very delicious. Um, the tea was so good. And they're offering us a free dessert right now. So that's wonderful. The perks of I, having a podcast. I, I love free food, especially, like, free dessert. Um, so, again, this is the Mad Hatter in Anoka, Minnesota. If you're ever in Minnesota, it's about... 35 minutes from the airport um, come you have to make a reservation so make sure you do that the day before you arrive or if you're here for a few days the day you arrive yes yeah, so and then there's different options like you, there's the tea time option and the brunch option yeah. and the brunch option they open around 11 a.m. this is what happens when you give us free food really push your like <laughs> store uh, push your location so more free food more free food no guys thank you so much for joining us today as always like subscribe if you haven't already share with your friends and family members uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, until next time bye